And in the name of Jesus, we have gathered because of you, O oh God. Speak a word to us. Let the spirit in your word enter us. Let the fire in your word enter us. Let the power in your word enter us. Let the honey in your word, O oh Lord, be released in our spirits. Let the healing in your word enter us. Let the grace in your word enter us. Let the joy in your word enter us. Let the hope in your word enter us. Revive us as your word comes forth, O oh God. Let our lives, let our destinies never be the same. As we dine with you this morning, O oh God, cause us to be full in the spirit. Cause us to be heavy in your spirit. Cause us to, oh Lord, be full in your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Anyone that came here with any kind of trouble, any kind of anxiety, as your word is coming forth, Lord, take over, oh Lord, take over their problems, take over their challenges, take over their difficulties, take over their limitations, oh God. As your word comes forth, oh God, bring answers to them in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everyone in this place live this place refreshed in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's kindly be seated. I'm teaching on a message entitled, The Importance or the Power of Prayer. The Importance or the Power of Prayer. Now, there are things that in life that nobody can do for you. There are things that people can help you with. There are things that people can do for you. But there are other things that nobody can do for you. And these responsibilities are called spiritual responsibilities. A pastor can preach to you. There's a saying that you can take a horse to the river, but you can't force it to drink. So even a pastor has limitations when it comes to your spiritual life. He can give you the word, but at the end of the day, it depends on you and how you receive the word and work with the word. So when it comes to spiritual responsibilities, it is something that nobody can do for us. We have to do it. You wake up in the morning, nobody can brush it for you. If you don't brush your teeth, your mouth will smell. Even if you want to use the washroom, you go there, nobody can do it for you. You have to do it yourself. From the day you are born to the day you die, you have to do certain things yourself. And one of these responsibilities, which will change your destiny and change your life and align your life in the line with God's plan for your life, is prayer. These are the things I'm going to share with you this morning. The importance and the power of prayer. Number one, prayer is an act of building and maintaining a relationship with God. Let's look at Matthew 6 verse 18. Prayer is a means of building, developing, or building, and maintaining a relationship with God. So prayer is communication. Bible says in Isaiah 1 verse 18, In this manner therefore pray, our father in heaven. Our father. When you call somebody a father, it shows what? A relationship. So number one, a prayer is a means of building a relationship and a communication. When I go to daddy, I say daddy. Daddy represents what? Calling him is a relationship. Daddy is meaning that I want to talk with you. It's an act of communication. Nobody will call his daddy, daddy, and just look at him. Daddy, and just a Sunday. 
As long as you call daddy, he means you have something to tell him. You want to talk with your father. So prayer is what? It's a communication. It's a relationship. And a communication is an act of maintaining a relationship and, and building a communication between your father. Isaiah 1 verse 18. One of the difficulties that most of us miss is that we, we see prayer as a means of just addressing our problems and our needs to God. Prayer is not just a means to address your concerns to God or your expectations to God, but prayer is a means where you maintain a relationship, talk to your father and maintain a relationship with him. There's a time in the Bible where in John 6, 25 to 26, some people were looking for Jesus everywhere. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Look at the 26. Jesus answered, and, uh, answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. They were looking for, if you have a friend who always calls you whenever you need something and he always calls you, would you mind the person? Because the thing is, the person has, doesn't have a relationship with you. But if you have somebody who is always checking on you, who has a, a, a beautiful relationship with you, not because of something he or she needs, and it's always, whenever they ask you for anything, you will always try to do something for them. And most of the time, logically, we try to avoid people who always come to you. Oh, Pastor, Pacho, they may break a crowd. Hallelujah. Prayer is a means of what? Building a relationship. When you want to pray, your focus must be knowing God. Psalm 42, verse 1 to 2. You must not be needs-driven. You must be love-driven towards God. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O Lord. My soul is not panting for needs. My soul is not panting for expectations. My soul is panting for God. Sometimes people pray and say, that, ah, I've been praying and praying and praying and God is not answering me. Let me tell you something. It is possible to pray today and get answers today. Oftentimes, when we hear some of these things, we look, Mama, ah, Pastor, is it possible? I used to hear something like that. From one moment I'm going, I'm like, he said, Un unless I go, I don't go down my knees. When I ask, I receive them like, hey. And when I found the key, I realized it's true. When your focus is on God and loving God, no wanting to know this God and not for your needs, when you pray, God answers. Please tell somebody for me, don't be needs-driven. Be love-driven. Hallelujah. Number two, the importance of prayer. Prayer is the only means to communicate your challenges to God. Prayer is the only means to communicate your challenge. I believe that we all have, we all need God, somebody's help. We all need help. We all have some forms of challenges in life. Prayer is the only platform that you can communicate your problems or your challenges to God. Matthew 7, verse 7 to 8. Some of us, we have challenges. You don't even know who to talk to. You have problems. You don't even know who to talk to. And then issues are weighing you down. There's somebody you can talk to. Sometimes the person you even talk to cannot even help you. But there's somebody, when you tell him your problems, he listens and he helps. Bible said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock, and it will be open to you. 
For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. So this one, I want to ask you a question. What is bothering you? And the one that you didn't sleep today, because you are worried about something. What is bothering you? Who have you talked to? Have you spoken to your father in heaven about it? What is beyond man is not beyond God. What you cannot solve, God can solve. What you don't know what to do, God knows what to do. Talk to God. Everyone who asks, your responsibility is in asking. Prayer is the only platform you can communicate if you are in a church today and you have an issue and the issue is bothering you. Talk to God about the issue. You need help. Ask God for help. You want money. Ask God for money. You want healing. Ask God for healing. You want marriage. Ask God for marriage. You want a child. Ask God for it. And you're asking. It's not happening. God says seek. If you are seeking and not getting, God says knock. It's persistence. Ask means that prayer is not one time. Number three, the importance of prayer. Prayer helps you to clearly hear from God. Prayer, it helps you to clearly hear from God. Sometimes, pastor gives me very challenging topics to preach. And I, I thank God for my daddy. I thank God for his training. Hallelujah. One thing that I have with my daddy is that it's different. I, I, sometimes my pastor said, I tell that you can't do it. I'm like, I can't. I can't tell him that. <laughs> Whatever he asks me to do. That's me. And when I want to give you the pick and I'm not too sure, I, I keep on asking questions. And then, no, to me, and then not, because go and do it, do it. Just, just do it. I mean, be some questions because I want clues. But he will not give me the clue. Then I means I have to go and pray. Sometimes out of anxiety, I go and pick books. Ever since I started preaching, and no, no books has helped me. One of the things that has helped me is anytime I go down on my knees and pray, by the time I finish, God gives me the word. He gives me a clarity. This is what your pastor did. That he's telling you to preach about. This is what he's telling you. And I go and pick some of his notes and look at his notes. And I look at it and then do it the same way. And I'm, sometimes I'm like, you preach like me and you be like. Prayer! God knows what he wants me to preach about. I don't know. I don't really understand. But he tells me through prayer. You hear God clearly. Acts 13 verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, they were, in, they were in a prayer mode. The Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. As they prayed, the Holy Spirit spoke and they heard clearly. Let me tell you, the devil speaks so. Sometimes the devil will speak like God. If you don't have a sharp spirit and know the real, the voice of God, you can be deceived. That is why sometimes you can make a mistake and like, ah, but I thought I heard from God. You didn't hear God clearly. There was one time in the Bible, God gave Abraham a word that your, 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 your seed will be, will, be, will be enslaved. And he asked him for clarity. Why would I know? Clarity. Some mistakes in life can be avoided if we only wait on God for answers and know the right steps to take. Many mistakes in life can be avoided, could be avoided. One mistake you make in your life can send your life backwards 100 years. One mistake you make in your life can send your life backwards for a couple of, I mean, for 20 years, 10 years. Some of us, you are, you are living your life in regrets because of some mistakes you made. Some, when in your youth, 
Some mistakes you made early in your life. Some mistakes you made. You are still living your life in regret. If only we wait on God, we will not make mistakes in life. From today, I see you here clearly from God before you take any step in life. Luke 3, verse 21 to 22. When other people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven opened. So as he was being baptized, he was praying. Let's go to the next verse. And the Holy Spirit descended in, in bodily form like a dove unto him. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved. Nobody heard that voice. So only Jesus heard the voice. You are my beloved son. In you I am well pleased. Ah, may, that, may you hear from God clearly. Yeah. Hallelujah. May you hear from God clearly. In the name of Jesus. He said he was in a prayerful mood. And God spoke. Even Jesus who was God himself. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel 30 verse 8. So many, we can, we, there's a, a lot we can accomplish in our life if only we wait to hear from God. 1 Samuel 30 verse 8. David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue and you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And Bible said he pursued as God has spoken and he recovered everything. This morning, receive the grace to always ask God. Before you take any step, any step, any step in your life, ask God. Wait to hear from God. Hallelujah. When you are at the crossroads, you don't know what to do. Ask God. What way should I go? Let me tell you something, church. Prayer is the only means that keeps your antenna up. If you have a radio, when you pull the antenna up, that's when you get good reception. Those times when you're using Mobitel, those big, big phones, you have to pull. When you pull, you hear. If you push it down, you can't hear the voice. It's the same way. When your antenna is up, you know when God speaks. You know when God is prompting you. You know when God is inspiring your spirit. You know when God is leading you. When your antenna is up, when God is leading, you see God leading. When your antenna is up, when God speaks, you know this is God speaking. When your antenna is up, you don't miss God. When your antenna is up in prayer. This morning, may God release our antenna in the name of Jesus. May God release our antenna in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You can't hear from God. Keep the antenna up. You have pulled with one. It still cannot hear. Pull it up. Keep on praying. The more you pray, the antenna goes up. Hallelujah. Number four. In prayer lies your power. Importance of prayer. You know, let's look at Luke 10 verse 19. One thing that made Jesus so powerful was his prayer life. Prayer is the thing that changes your spiritual level all the time. Prayer. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about something very heavy. What made Jesus powerful was his constant prayer life. A prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Hallelujah. If you are a prayerless Christian, you are a powerless Christian. The devil will toy with your life. Do you know that you have power over witches and wizards? Do you know they are afraid of you? The witches in your hometown. That witch in your compound, Osro, 
He's afraid of you. But the thing is that when you sleep, that's when they take power over you. Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy, you have the power of a man mate. You have the power of a man water over every animal. You have the power. He said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Sometimes we don't know how powerful we are. Matthew 18, verse 19. This morning, God wants to make you aware that you are powerful. One thing you must understand is that the enemy does not bow to grammar. That phrase, I heard it from Pastor. And I believe it so much. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, first and foremost. In the name of Jesus. No vocabulary is that. I heard somebody praying, and the prayer that the person was praying, unless you pick a dictionary and try to interpret. Hallelujah. The enemy does not bow to grammar. So it can be child or children. The thing is the power in the word. Sometimes you may also be somebody is preaching. And the prophet is not going too well. But there's power behind your words. It's not the grammar. Oh, please. So those who sit here are making my grammar. You're making grammar. You have missed it. The power is in the word. Not the grammar. Glory to God. Now, now I can talk to you about one of the amazing things, about five amazing things about power. And I want you to listen to this clearly. Listen to, I have very short time. Listen to this powerfully. Because even though I prepared the word this morning, just this morning after I finished praying, then God said to me, reconstruct what you have written. I had eight points to share with you. He gave me five. And he broke down this particular one I'm going to share with you into five main points. Listen clearly. This one was not part of my sermon. Five amazing things to note about your power in prayer. Number one, listen to this before I go on. Power, when you talk about power in prayer, power is your spiritual strength. Power is your spiritual strength. When I say strength, means your weight. Hallelujah. Your weight is determined by your frequency of prayer. Your weight is determined by your frequency of prayer. That's number one. Your weight as a Christian, is determined by how often you pray. The second thing is that your weight as a Christian is determined by your focus of your prayer. What is your focus? What makes you waiter is kingdom prayers. Not personal prayers. Kingdom prayer topics. Things that promote God's work. Things that makes or intercede for other people. It makes you waiter. Kingdom prayers and prayer of intercessory makes you waiter. That is the focus of your prayer, not your needs. Oh. When you are focused on your needs, it makes you light. Even when you pray 10 times a day and your prayers are centered on yourself, still you'll be light in the spirit. The third thing that makes you waiter is the length of your prayer. Every word carries weight. Let me tell you, people of God, if you want to become heavy in the spirit, it's determined by the length of your prayer. If you pray three minutes, if you pray five minutes, I grew up in a woody. Let me tell you something. If you have problems in your life, it means you are very light. 
The gods of your, your hometown are bothering you. Then you are very, very light. Am I preaching to somebody? I thought we'd give a clap of none to the Lord. This was not part of the preaching. This was not a part. It was only after I prayed this morning, God said, reconstruct the same one. Pick your tablet. Reconstruct the whole thing. So what I'm talking to you, please listen. It's not something that I prayed. I, I just this morning, and I pray, yeah, show, show, show. The reconstruction took place. <laughs> Matthew 26, verse 40. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, what? Could you not wait with me one hour? One hour is the, the limit that God has given to us. One hour as a Christian. One hour. This makes you heavy. They could not pray one hour. So they would do what? They were sleeping. They could not pray. This morning may we catch the spirit of uh, prayer. In the name of Jesus. The spirit of prayer. Then when you begin to pray, you will not look at your time. You pray two hours. You pray three hours without even knowing. The five amazing things about prayer. Number one, prayer enables you to pray. Prayer enables you or helps you overcome sin. Prayer, it helps you and enable or enables you to overcome sin. Luke 22 verse 29. There are certain weaknesses that it will take prayer to break. In as much as you really want to stop, sometimes you find yourself doing the very things you don't want to do. Pastor, I don't understand myself. The things I want to do, that I do not do. But the things I don't want to do, that I do. So it means that the body fight against your spirit all the time. If you want to overcome your weakness as a Christian, please pray. What has become a sin, a barrier between you and God? That constantly, maybe it could be sex, maybe it could be stealing, maybe it could be liars, maybe it could be anything. You try, but still I want to me overcome it. Let me tell you, pray. Matthew 26, 41. Prayer helps to overcome sin. I know what sin that they're battling with. I know what you have been, what challenges. It says, watch and pray, lest you fall into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Whatever difficulties you have, maybe it's fornication. I know, they understand what I'm talking about, yeah? The men here, they know what numbers I'm pressing. I know what I have to do with in battle. Seriously, men see, I was watching, I was, some, it's amazing. A police officer, oh, the car called directed traffic. I was going to the market, lady was in front of me. And she has very, I mean, very, very big. And then, and then he saw me watching him. I'm like, what is wrong with you? May God deliver anybody like that in the name of Jesus. We'll see him back to a turn away. May God deliver us from our weakness in the name of Jesus. Number two, power delivers you from demonic. Power delivers you from demonic harassment. Hmm. The power in prayer delivers you. 
from demonic harassment. Ephesians 6 verse 12. Thank you, Lord, for this word. It says, and we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. The things that are fighting you, only God knows it. Some of us that really you are here, the demons in you, only God knows. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you. Pray, you go that you have to go. Pray. Some of us, you got in touch with a certain demonic power through, through some sexual things you have done and some food you have eaten and their things have entered you and they are troubling your life. When you pray, they will go. And I see any ring upon anyone's finger. Any spiritual marriage, I see it broken in the name of Jesus. And there are things sometimes, you can't even talk about it. I would dream and I would in a cage. What's that for? I was in a cage and I'd be in the cage for any time I tried to run and they'll bring me back. And I'm like, I never told my husband about it. These are things I was asking God why. I am sure that I'd be in cobwebs. And then I was always in a dream. I was always, I never told Pastor about it. Christ Jubilee. One day we're on a fast, this same fasting, three days fasting, month three days fasting. I put myself in it. We're praying. And I had a dream. And somebody broke the cage. I ran out and this time nobody chased me. From that day to this day, it's off. What cage are you? You know where you're coming from, the country you're coming from. You know where you come, your hometown is. You know the things in there. You know your family. Then I'm touching the family. What are you doing about that issue? Don't marry. You can't marry. You marry, you die. Think it's normal? Sit there. We'll affect your children's children. Wake up. Begin to pray. And break that curse. Look at Isaiah 52, verse 1 to 2. Isaiah 52, verse 1 to 2. Are you being blessed, church? Look at this powerful verse. Let's read together. I can't hear you. Please let's start together. Awake. Awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Let's go to verse 2. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise. Sit down, O Jerusalem. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Lose yourself. You don't need anyone to lose you. You can lose yourself from the chain that has captured the same place. Awake. Lose yourself. The clap is not for me. It's on to God. I see every repetitive cycle in your life being stopped from today in the name of Jesus. As you catch the fire of prayer, I see that thing being stopped in the name of Jesus. Anything that has kept you bound and you are not moving forward in your life, I see that thing being broken in the name of Jesus. As you wake up to pray, the amazing thing about prayer, number three, 
Prayer strengthens you to go through the power. The power strengthens you to go through difficult times. The power strengthens you that you are powerful. Jesus said, I give you power to trample. He gave you power. The man that gave you power is a man of prayer. He said, I've given you that same mantle. If you pray, you can trample. And he said, your power it strengthens you to go through difficult times. In prayer, you receive spiritual strengthening. In prayer, you receive spiritual strengthening or spiritual empowerment. That spiritual strengthening is called grace, Adum. That power that you, that Adum that you all want. God, give me grace. The grace is in prayer. Luke 22, verse 41 to 44. Oh, Jesus. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw. And knelt down and prayed. Jesus was praying. Saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Let's continue verse 43. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. So a hand came over him. That was, he did not see the hand, but it was a hand strengthening him. Let's go on, verse 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like drops of blood falling on ground. Listen, sometimes in our lives, we all need some kind of strength. Because sometimes, you go through certain problems, certain challenges. You're discouraged. He was in agony. Is somebody going having some cup dealing with? Are you having some cup you're dealing with? Some challenge you're dealing with? Some problems you're dealing with? Sometimes the life we live and the challenges it brings and the demands and on us, sometimes, almost I know it's wobbly. Yesterday I was going to the market to go and buy some books and this lady in front of me and she was carrying this big thing and no, no, Sometimes, because me, I'm tired. Sometimes you feel very tired. Ah, is, it like, is that all life or what all about? Sometimes, demands, situations you go through. Sometimes you, let me tell you something. If God wants to take, train you, he will take you through difficult times. Sometimes there are problems you can't pray away. But there are others you have to go through. Jesus had to go through something. He had to go to Calvary. It was so difficult. It was so easy. It was difficult, but he prayed. When you're going through something that's difficult in your life, could be in your marriage, could be in your health, listen to the people of God as they come to a close. Pray. Pray. And prayer is when you are strengthened. Pray that you can go through the situation. Don't let the situations you go through take you away from God. Rather, let it draw you closer to God. I have become the woman I am today because God took me through certain situations in my life. I mean, certain things I could have killed myself. I could have. Because it was so humiliating. Losing everything. But I drew me closer to God. It drew, and that is the foundation of me. That's why I, it, it's the problems that drew me closer to God. And I went deeper with God because I sought to know him. Don't let the problems you face cause you to run from church A to church B. Church B to church C. From one prayer camp to another. 
please, when you have a problem, come to church. Talk to the God here. The God in Christ Jubilee. He's a powerful God. He listens to our prayers. He helps us in times of need. You're going through something that is so, so, so like, it's like a fire in your life. Don't let it keep you away from church. Come to church. Because some of us, we all have our testimony. We have our testimonies. Oh, how you encounter God in this place? That is why nothing can take us out of this place. Because I came here with a problem. I, when I came here, I had nothing. Pastor bought us fuel. Well, Pastor was buying, well, they bought a car for a, a battery for her car. I'm telling you, I came here with my problems. My, my hair was red. My hair was, was like orange red. Let's be on our feet. My time is up. Let me tell you this. When you pray, the, I, I think I'm sharing five points with you. The, 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 I said three, yeah? The fourth one is that prayer empowers your tongue. Prayer empowers your tongue. You, 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 can, you can write down this verse, Job 22, verse 29. Prayer empowers your tongue. You will decree a thing and will be established. Elijah was a man of prayer in, in 2 Kings 1, uh, 1, verse 9 to 15. He was a man of prayer. He called fire from heaven and he came down to devour soldiers. You can decree a thing to be established, I'm telling you. Sometimes you don't know. But let me tell you one particular, particular thing. Last week, my daughter, my daughter Olivia was telling me, Mommy, sometimes we, we need a son to dry th certain things in the house. And I said that, and I said, You're in But anytime I'm going, I'll tell her that. And you're in the house. You're As time that you need a son, the time will be on. And for those days, I said those things. The sun showed, it shined and shined, it was shining. And, and that day, I went out and I didn't see anything. And then when I came back, I said, Ma, I said, I said, I said, I said, I if you are selling, before you go, command into the day. I'm telling you, if you're a man and woman of prayer, your, your words it's heavy. It's now, it's a, if you are a Christian, you are prayerful. Nobody should joke with you. Because your authorities are heavy. And whatever you say comes to pass. I'm telling you. Elijah prayed. And fire came down from heaven. The fifth point. Daniel 11 verse 32. Let me just summarize it. Write down these verses. This is very, very powerful. I will just end with this particular one. The last one was transfiguration. I won't talk about that one. Power caused you to encounter the supernatural. Daniel 11 verse 32. Daniel was a man of prayer. Write down this verse to Daniel, Daniel 6 verses 10. And then 16 to 23. Daniel was a man of prayer. Daniel was known in his country, city, area, that he was prayerful. And then they forged a lie against Daniel. They went to complain about Daniel to the king. They put Daniel in the, in, in the lion's den. He was in a hungry lion's den. Jatanen to be angry. No. The lions could not because God closed the mouth of the lions. What am I talking about? When you are a man or woman of prayer, when the enemy tries you, it will not work. They tried on Pastor K with accident. They wanted to kill him. They did not work. They will try, but they will not succeed. Because your God will always deliver you. 
they put him in an alliance then. Let me tell you something. If you are a man or woman of prayer, whatever the enemy does will not succeed. Sometimes we take only the word and walk with the word. The net, the net has been broken. We have escaped. Do you think that you just escaped because you escaped? Do we, do we, do we know that our covering comes from pastor? Church, do you know that? Oh, Munyawe. I'm not cursing anybody. No, 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 no. Don't misquote me. Because he's always praying to cover us. That is why it is dangerous to walk in this world without a spiritual shepherd. It is dangerous not to have somebody who is above you. Please, are you understanding me? It is always good to be under a pastor who pastors your life. Who prays for your covering? If you leave church, no sorry, You come under, a, you come out of your covering, and you are naked. If it was not for his prayer, I don't think that we have come this far. By the grace of God, there has been no death in this house. It's by the grace of God because somebody has been praying. Prayer brings divine deliverances. You always escape harm. Let's be on our feet. They will plan, but God will, draw, will destroy it. Let's be on our feet. Now just pray one prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, revive me in prayer. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let your voice be heard in heaven. Revive me in prayer. Awake, 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 put on strength. Oh, beautiful Zion. Shake yourself from the dust. Lose yourself from your bonds. Talk to God. Tell the Lord, I break myself from every yoke, from every bondage, from every limitation. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and talk to God for one minute. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just one minute. Zechariah 12, 10. Zechariah 12, 10. We are praying this last prayer. Please hurry up. Now, and I will pour upon the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. This, the, that word supplication means prayer. Lord, I receive the spirit of grace and supplication that empowers my prayer life. Say, Father, in the, Father, in the name of Jesus, by your word, I declare every heaviness. Live my life from today and I receive the spirit of grace and supplication to stand in prayer in the name of Jesus. Please, just one minute, talk to God right now. Talk to God. Talk to God, talk to God. The spirit of grace the spirit of supplication. Talk to him. 
Spirit of the living God. Oh, for love fresh on me. Oh, hallelujah. Spirit of the living God. Oh, fall afresh. Let your strength be made perfect in our weaknesses. Take away every spirit of slumber, every spirit of heaviness, every spirit of weaknesses in our spirit, in our souls, and in our bodies in the name of Jesus. And impart unto us afresh the spirit of grace and supplication. Let the spirit of prayer that goes with grace Come upon us in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the touch. Thank you for the blessing that our prayer lives are never the same. And thank you for the supernatural encounters on the platform of prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' marvelous name. Everybody shout a big amen.